what I'm doing is I'm saying to the government here in the state of Colorado that they could suck a big fat one. Welcome to Whiskey and Windage, the podcast for the 2A community by the 2A community. I'm your host, Mike from OCA, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam from Silver Bullet and Matt from Burning Powder. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on? What's going on? How are you doing today? How are we doing? Man, I'm doing great. And tonight we've got a special guest with us. Uh, some people know her as Alicia Garcia. Other people know her as the Boomstick Babe. But nonetheless, I'll just run the whole title. And tonight we have Alicia Garcia, a.k.a. the Boomstick Babe. How are you doing tonight, Alicia? I'm great. I'm I'm just getting ready for the whiskey part now. So Hey! Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're... So, yeah, we're Cheers We're to you, gentlemen. Yeah, so everything been going good with you lately? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not one of those people that complains. Even if it wasn't, I'd be like, you know what? I'm a blessed human being. There's so many so many things to be grateful for. So I'm, I'm one of those type of people. Yeah, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the sermon, I do want to ask you one quick question because I know we had discussed offline, we talked about the two A-boys, but more importantly, I want to bring up... Um, I think I saw some video of you uh, that oh, no. same weekend at the same place. No, yeah, at the, were you? Were you? Did you go? Were you at that shoot as well? Oh, Iraq veteran shoot. Yeah. Yes. yes. Can you? Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy, but how was that? I mean, I didn't get to make it. Uh, none of us did. So, will you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um. Uh. It is a by invite only event. So obviously, you have to be part of the industry for them to reach out to you and say, "Hey, we'd love to have you at this event." I was honored to go. This is my second year at the event. Mm. Um, I love it. I really respect uh, Eric and what he does, and I really respect his wife, Brandy. They do a lot of hard work to get this event going. Um, I always have a great time, man. I mean, it. I mean, twist my arm. I get to go to a range day and have free ammo and see all my friends and yeah. be in Georgia and shoot crazy guns. I mean... Like, say less like are you throwing yeah. <laughs> and they do yeah. um so the night before uh usually the it's the shoot is on saturday and sunday unfortunately mm -hmm. this year i had to leave a uh, sunday so i wasn't able to uh participate on sunday because i had to fly to colorado um i have a lawsuit that's um going on in the state of colorado that i had to be here for october 1st that app that first thing in the morning so i i didn't sleep but um, Friday night is super duper fun. We get to shoot, you know, on range. We had like a whole bunch of um, night vision stuff that you could do. Um, cool. Not live ammunition, but like fun trace around kind of stuff that you can do with night vision. Some paintball oh, really cool. kind of stuff, some munition stuff that you could do. Um, they have a whole bunch of beer, that keg, there's tons of drinks flowing and cigars everywhere they feed you i mean it's a they've been doing this was the 11th year that they've been doing it so it's oh, wow. a world-class yeah. event i highly suggest if you get an opportunity to go heck yes go and uh i mean i have a great time awesome man awesome that's that's really cool yeah <laughs> I, I, I saw that i saw that and you know i've i've watched um i've watched i've watched eric from afar and i've watched everything he's done and i see you know he's part of I don't want to say he's I mean he's I don't want to say he's a mentor but he's he's part of our motivation because mm -hmm. 
I love anybody involved with bringing the two way together. Um, so there's too many of us always say it. There's too many outside forces trying to tear us down. So we don't need to be tearing each other down from within. So having someone like that go, it doesn't matter. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if you're a, he doesn't care if you're male, female, he doesn't care what you identify as. He doesn't care your religious background. He doesn't care about your political beliefs to like, he's just, Hey, if you're two a, I'm two a, and we can do that together. And I, I love that race, culture, creed, all of it. He doesn't care. So he's he's a driving force, and we support that. So, Aaron, did you hear it? Yeah, uh, cheers, Aaron. Salute. Um, I, I actually had dinner with him and Chad and another gentleman with uh, Dick Heller when we were in mm. for dinner when we were in D.C. a few uh, months ago. So, uh, if you guys don't know who Dick Heller is, and, and you're a two A person, go and kick yourself in the pants because yeah. Dick Heller. Go look him up basically the godfather of the second amendment and he's done everything in his power to make the second amendment at home again in america i mean mm-hmm. his uh heller versus dc is one of the most confounding cases in litigation in the second amendment movement so i was uh out at one of my very good friends uh john keys and Shermichael. they have a company called guns out tv and they okay. had their second annual range day and eric was actually at a range day last year with his uh, mutant that he has to shoot full auto. And uh, it was me, Dick Heller, Chad, Eric, and I think his name is Mike. I, I feel so, like such a jerk not remembering. Um, but we all went to dinner together in DC and, you know, talked about freedom, talked about the things that we're doing. And that's one of the things that I really love about this community is that you don't have to be, you know, the stereotypical gun person to be welcomed into it. And that's one of the things that's a huge part of my mission is I want people to see that you can be any type of person that you want. It's not about a political affiliation. Freedom is not about politics. Freedom is about, you know, human rights and civil rights and the liberties that were afforded as, you know, patriots and civilians of this amazing country. And being able to have the ability to just sit down with such beautiful people that have been in this game and put their work in and have had their boots on the ground in the fight. It's just extremely motivating for someone like me to just, you know, like, yeah, let's do this. You know, let's, let's do this stuff. So yeah, if you guys get a chance to go to Iraq veteran, please do. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we have a connection now. Now we have a connection. We have have a connection now. now. Just saying. Hook us well, up. Hide in her suitcase. Let's go. I'm not powerful enough to get you in, but I mean, let's introduce you. I'm more than happy to connect you guys to uh, Eric and Brandy. I mean, they're very awesome, welcoming, and loving and kind people for sure. That'd be great. Yeah. So I have a question. So all this, I, I love. I've been following you for a while now and watching everything you're doing, and Thank you. I love it. My question is. How did you get into it? Like, what made you get into firearms? At what age? And then, how did you? What was the path to become a firearms instructor? Uh, I got really sick and tired of all the ignorance and all the misinformation and the, you know, there was no there was no representation for me in the industry. And I'm one right. of those people that says, you know, if there's not a path, then I'm going to build one. I, I'm a I'm a person of action, not a person of complaining. To me, it's like you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. I say that all the time. And only the only way for me to be part of the solution is to get it done. I mean, you know, if there's opportunities not knocking, build a damn door. 
you know, yeah. do what you can do. And I've always been into firearms. It's just recently in my life, uh, my father passed away about eight years ago. And my father was basically my gun buddy. He was my shelter. He was the person that I did all those things with. And he, you know, he was such an influence in my life of everything that I do. And I know everybody speaks so well of their own, their dad, right? And it, hopefully you have a great dad. Um, my dad was an interesting person at best, but without him, um, I, so when he passed away, my dad was still dead in his house and his brother went to my father's home and pretty much took every single firearm that we've ever owned oh. out of the house and all the jewelry and just ransacked the house. So oh. every gun that I grew up shooting, every firearm that was significant oh, to no. me, the guns that my grandfather had given my dad to give to me, just all this wonderful legacy was just wiped out. And I was extremely devastated. Like it, it, it even hurts me to talk about, but I did everything that I could. You know, I went to court, I called the police, I did everything that I possibly could. And there was no, there was no justice for me. Nothing ever happened yeah. because of it. And when I, I was like, well, do I fold or do I create the legacy and just keep it moving? Right. Because I'm still my brother's sister. I'm still my brother's keeper. My, my, my brother's kids, my sister's kids, we still have a family over here that now I need to protect and I need to provide for and give them this education. And my, my father would have been that man to do that. But in my eyes, I was like, well, I'm my dad's namesake. If it's, if no one else is going to do it and step up to do it, I'm going to do that shit. And so I did. And yeah. I went out and I bought my first gun by myself rather than having, you know, instead of having to wait for the gun to be inherited that my father was, should have given me or those guns. I said, I'm not going to wait. I still deserve to be armed. And mm -hmm. I, I was going out into gun shops and I was, you know, shopping for guns and I couldn't believe just the ignorance and the sexualization and the just it was shitty like can i cuss oh it's there i'm like whoops yeah you can cuss no no you can say cuss. you can say whatever okay. you want yeah, yeah. no shit yeah yeah damn, we're hell ass okay. yeah congratulations that's going to be a uh a real awesome thank you yeah man. oh yeah that's, that's you, that's a preview a hey, bunch of people are shit? gonna laugh oh yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. right. So, you know, I was getting such a like discrimination and stereotypes when I would walk into a gun shop. I literally had a guy in a gun shop here in Colorado, a very, very predominant wealthy gun shop, tell me the gun that I wanted I shouldn't buy because my boobs were gonna get in the way. And I was so pissed about it. Like, I'm a scrappy little thing, you know, I'm I'm this big, but you know, I got my personality is eight feet tall and it's like, you're going to talk to me that way. You're going to get knocked out. Like you don't talk to ladies that way. You don't treat women that way. I don't care who you are. And I basically told this dude, if he didn't remove himself from in front of me, I'd have the pleasure of removing him. So he needed to get the hell out of my face. And I was realizing there was such, you know, such crap in the gun industry, especially locally. I was like, well, I have to do something about this. So I did. I went out and I got my certifications. I realized that when I took my certification to be a firearms instructor, that it is a farce. It is a marketing course. It was junk. My firearms instructor who I got my NRA certification from was an idiot. He was jaundiced. 
He was so jaundiced. His eyes were yellow. He was such an alcoholic. He didn't even make an appointment at the range for us to do our qualification. He didn't watch us qualify. Thank God other people were there that could mm. vouch for the qual that we took for the shooting portion. I mean, it was just a joke. And I sat down and I had to have a serious conversation with myself like, okay, do I go out into this industry now and do the marketing course, which I see a lot of people doing like, oh, I'm a firearms instructor now. Come to my class and let me teach you and let me take your money and let me prepare you with what I was told to teach you. Or do I take it seriously and hit the ground and humble myself? And I don't like that word humble, but literally take myself down a, a lot of notches and be a student of the game and train until I'm oh, yeah. absolutely succinct in my ability of what I can teach and how to help people. So that's what I did because it was like, well, this is, it was all a gimmick. It seemed like to me, like it's mm. all, you know, Oh, I'm a firearms instructor. Okay. Well, so am I. And it was like, and my, yeah. my test was crap. My teacher was crap. There was really no live portion of training other than what they want me to tell you as an instructor and, you know, shooting 16 out of 20 rounds in a, in a pie, you know, that's not really difficult if you have somewhat of a skill set. So it's like this whole, this whole ideology was a joke to me. And I said, well, then I'm just going to have to start doing what I can to get people involved in the, the correct way of arming themselves and educating themselves. And then I started speaking out. I had someone here in Colorado who I used to work with a lot, who I don't work with uh, anymore, step to me. And he was like, why don't you start speaking on a national level? Like you need, you, you need to use your voice. I said, okay. So I went and spoke at the Libertarian 2020 um, convention in Orlando, I was on a panel with uh, wonderful people, Spike Cohen, a good friend of mine. He was the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Uh, Maj Touré, Black Guns Matter, excellent human being. My friend Maj. Devin, French Force Chronicles, who is an amazing human being. Uh, Antonia Okafor, she's like the woman's uh, coordinator for Gun Owners of America. Hank Strange, who runs Who Move My Freedom podcast. I mean. I, and then it was just like, let's do this. And it was just like, everything was lining up. I was meeting the right people. I was doing the right things. And that just led me into eating, you know, meeting more people and doing more training and just getting myself out there. And it just kind of, you know, paved its own path. Hell yeah. And I still haven't got the guns back, by the way. Ugh. Oh, um, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. So I, I really, I'm, I'm stale on that, man. Like mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. you should be. Like I, I want to, want to do. I want to do something. I want to get him in trouble. I want to, I want to, I want justice. Let's put it that way. I want justice. There we go. Heirloom firearms are precious, precious assets and generational wealth, and they are. and security. And that's that's rough. I have some. I have some heirloom firearms that, like I, I would cry. I would cry. They're very precious, well, very precious. There's a, a wonderful guy uh, by the name of Click Click Bang Firearms in Arizona. And uh, amazing dude. I was on one of his lives and we were talking about this exact same subject that came up and he made a comment. He was like, well, at least you get to train, you know, on the yeah. guns that you grew up shooting. And I was like, actually, I don't. And I was really upset about this Ruger Mark um, 4 22 long that I had that I was like that's the gun that I have like the pictures of me shooting when I was a kid and it was such a pinnacle oh, yeah. gun in my life and I was like that's the gun that I wanted to teach my goddaughter 
you know, my brother's daughter how to shoot on and get her the proper skill set and, you know, teach my family. And it, I was like so bummed about it. Well, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, what's the FFL you use in Colorado? And I told him and I was like, why? He was like, check your email. He he got me the gun. He engraved oh. it with my company name on it. He put my nice. company oh, yeah. logo on the charging uh, handle and he sent it to me and he was like, I know I can't replace all the guns that you lost, but new memories. You you have people in this community that support Dude, that's, you. That's, that's awesome. badass. It was so amazing. That's, really cool. and that's, that's awesome. Beautiful, right? Like it's beautiful. And that's the side of the Second Amendment community I think a lot of people don't get to mm -hmm. see. They're so used yeah. to, you know, the the Call of Duty side of this world mm -hmm. or the extremely polarizing political side of this world. They don't see the friendships and the camaraderie and the support that we have within each other. The freaking cool you know, people. Oh yeah. 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 So, so I have one more question. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so I have one more question before we start talking about the big thing that we all want to know about, and that's a lawsuit. So I really am curious on this. Well, now it's two questions because you mentioned Call of Duty. So two questions. Uh, when are you getting your Call of Duty avatar? And secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, what is your opinion right now with women in the community? Like, are we are we doing better? Are, are women stepping up? Are, what do we need to do, I guess, to, to get more women involved? And the ones that are involved, which, what are your opinions? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to make that a two-part. I want to stay. Okay. I want to stay with what he said. As far as how are we doing? Are we getting better? Uh, as far as women in the industry, but the the other side of that coin is how are us men and males? And I know when you talk, if it's negative, I know you're not centering it directly at us. But yeah. in general, like the floor is yours. Like, yeah. how are we doing? And how are women doing? Versus, you know, I know you've got your opinions on you know gun bunnies versus other stuff but you know tell us give us your give us your opinion from from your perspective um call of duty i've never even played the game i am not a video gamer i don't know dick about video games last time i played video games it was sega genesis and it was like aladdin you know like <laughs> old school like that's how long it's been so i don't know crap about video games or any of that stuff i was actually at an event uh, at Staccato Ranch when I was out there doing like some stuff and I was hanging out with a whole bunch of people and I was like, oh, this is cool. All these people, you know, I'm having conversations, you know, la, 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 la. And then the next thing I know, people are like, how do you know that guy? And I was like, what that guy, that guy, Tony? I was like, oh, I met him at Staccato Ranch. I'm like, that's Call of Duty, Tony. And I was like, oh, geez. He's, he's somebody like, I'm like, he's somebody like yeah. big time. And I didn't realize at all. <laughs> he was like big time dude because we're literally just sitting there, you know, shooting the shit, talking, he's, you know, he's talking about Miami. That's, we're not talking about anything like that. You know, and we're like, you oh, know, that's, like that's, that's the best thing. I, I have some interactions mm -hmm. with, I have interactions with celebrities and it's uh, just in the industry I'm in. And I have interactions, whether they're athletes, musicians, um, actors, actresses, all that stuff. And, you know, the best ones are when you have no clue who they are and you don't care less about who they are because that's when they open up and they they're like finally someone who doesn't know me and I can actually just be me. So yeah. I'm sure that was a really good conversation. He I mean I'm not I'm not you know acting like I'm his best friend or like we're texting and you know hanging out on the weekends and stuff but you know he was there I was there we're we're shooting together we're having good conversation you know we're cracking jokes friends that I knew he knew it was just a good time and I didn't, yeah. I mean, I've, 
when it comes to this gun game, I'm very naive on who's who. And the reason is, is I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't really care. Like, I don't Hell care yeah. how cool you are to everybody else. I care about what you're doing now. And, mm-hmm. you know, Respect. I care about how you treat me and I care about what you're doing when I'm in your presence. All that other stuff is bullshit. Like, the internet isn't real. None of this shit yeah. is real. So yeah. it's like, are you a yep. decent human being? How do you treat the people that are picking our food up and serving us drinks? And, you know, how are you treating me knowing that you don't know who the hell I am or I can't do anything for you? You know what I mean? Like, how how do yeah. you treat people? That's what I care about. And, I mean, it was it was a great time. And, what you know, I've... I know I've hung out with um, Taryn Butler. I've hung out with his girlfriend, Tatiana. I've hung out with them, you know, a few different small times and occasions. They've always been really nice to me. I think that she's on the Call of Duty now. Is it called the Call of Duty, a Call of Duty? I don't know. Uh, I don't really know much about There's it. There's a I lot of duty going on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I know it's a thing. But, you know, the, the, especially like in light of all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, the Internet could be offline tomorrow. We don't have, we cannot have cell phones tomorrow. That's the kind of person I am when it comes to, you know, this gun shit, you know, like all that tactical, schmactical, you know, look how cool I am stuff is great and all, but do you know how to use a fucking tourniquet? You know, what are, do you have, do you even have gas in your fucking car? Do you, are you training to save a life before you take one? Do you even know how to use that equipment? Are you running that equipment? Do you have enough ammo? Do you, do you have food storages? Are you are you really taking this stuff seriously, or are you out here trying to look like, oh yeah, I'm homie G smooth with my for the gram? You know, that's me. No, I do it for the gram all the time. You know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm, I'm not that chick. So, mm-hmm. you know, the second part of your question is like, when it comes to the women in this industry, it's getting really hard to have these girls' backs. I'll tell you that right now. It's getting really, really difficult to be. Yeah. A girl who's like, yeah, female empowerment, because you guys are making girls like me look bad. And when I'm talking about people, like in general, it's very difficult to be treated with respect and with decency as a woman in this industry. So when you walk into this industry and you are someone like me who it's like, okay, I'm here for a purpose. I'm not here because I want to get all the attention or I want you guys to be like, oh, she's so hot or any of that shit. You know, I'm not I'm not the hottest chick out there, but I damn sure ain't the ugliest. But I don't want people know, knowing who I am because of what I look like or yeah. how I portray myself on the internet. I want people to say, oh, I know Alicia. She's a good person. She has a good message. She walks the walk. She says what she's going to do. She follows through. She's genuine and she's authentic. And that bitch trains. You know what I mean? She gets involved. She's a person of community. Those are the things that I want people to associate with me. Not how fat my ass is or how, you know, well endowed my boobs are or how, you know, less of a clothing that I can wear. And what's happening right now in this industry is that there's been a real huge uprise in bringing back like the 1990s, 2000 gangster rap video with guns and everybody wants to be seen with guns. You know, they want They're all costumed up. They're dressing super sexy. The guys are, you know, in the hoochie daddy shorts, you know, everybody's got a cigar. Everybody's an operator. The girls are all, you know, in booty pants or booty shorts, everybody's showing skin. And it's like, 
how is this helping our movement? Is it, is it helping yeah. our movement? Because yeah. I see so many images on the internet with people, you know, oh, come to my class, come to my event. And I'm watching them shoot guns. And I've been to some of these events that I won't ever attend again because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get on the line with you people because you're dangerous. You're not safe. I'm not going to yeah. put myself at risk. And I don't want people seeing me in photos of these people and thinking that that's how I roll and that's how I kick it because I don't. That's yeah. not who I am. And, yeah. you know, it's like they're shooting big calibers. They're ringing their, their, their bells because they're shooting big calibers are not on the right type of range. They don't have enough distance between them and other people. They don't have proper ear protection. They don't have proper eye protection. You can tell they don't shoot guns all the time because they don't even have proper handling skills. They don't even know how to grip a firearm. You know what I mean? They're still over here doing all this bullshit. You know, their their hands are all messed up. Teacupping, they're teacupping, teacupping. Wait, you, one you more time, how did that go? And it's like, mm. how am I supposed to support you guys when you're out here open carrying? You don't even have a level two or better holster. Chances are you don't know how to deploy that firearm or how to de-escalate or anything else that does that. And you're giving gun advice on the internet and you don't even have the proper training and certifications to be giving any type of advice at all. Yeah. And it's like, I keep revisiting yeah. this subject. The subject keeps coming up a lot because of course I'm a woman, right? I'm in the gun industry and people want to know like, how, how do you feel about this shit? And I'm like, damn, these girls are looking real trifling out here. And I, rather than focus on them, I tend to focus on women that I admire, that I want, that I look up to. And it's like, yeah, I want to be like her, like uh, Gabby Franco. She like, she's out there winning championships yeah. and running USPSA and doing some gangster stuff and just clapping stuff. Like I believe her or Justine, she's a young girl. She's out there running USPSA. She's yeah. getting award after award. She's clearing courses, just tapping that just boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, Ugh, that's what I want to see is like, these young girls with sponsorships out there training. There's this young chick like uh, Olivia. She and her dad, they're out there shooting. There's that like young girls like um, Mia. She's a little tiny eight-year-old girl. She shoots competitive. She's running full-size guns and she's she's hitting her targets, man. You know, Autumn's Armory. Yeah. All these young girls and these women that yeah, I'm seeing out here awesome. that are doing real stuff, running ranges. They're they're making stuff happen. I'm like, those are the women that I'm like, let's empower those women. Let's start putting oh, those yeah. women on the front lines. Let's start giving them the deals. Let's start giving them, you know, all the glass, the glitz and the glam. And when, when, you know, vendors and companies are like, oh yeah, we need, we need to, you know, diversify our image instead of going and grabbing the video professional out here, you know, with the, with the bikini. <laughs> And the ass cheeks with the professional. Oh, you know, I love it. Can we can we quote oh. that? Can we can we yeah, quote no, that? Can no, we hashtag forget, that? No, no, Mark. no. She's she's trademarking that shit. Professional. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a whole professional. <clears throat> and it's like instead of giving them, you know, the opportunity to to you know represent your brand, why don't you reach out to these women? That are that actually have dignity in class and they're actually training and are the the epitome of what young women and other women coming into the industry should be looking at that they respect themselves they have integrity you can be sexy and be clothed you can be sexy and deadly and have integrity and people be like damn that's hot you know what i mean 
but it's like we've yeah. we've come so far into this industry it's like women are sexualizing themselves so advertently that it's so hard to support them and want to have their back because it's like they don't have any respect for themselves and i know all these girls i heard like i respect myself i look good i look good it's like do you really though do you have yeah. any other skill sets that you want to be recognized for other than your body because when you don't have a skill set you're going to do some ho shit yeah. right like do you yeah. want to be recognized for your talent or do you want to be recognized for being the girl who has the whole world looking at you and you're mm -hmm. completely naked holding a gun? Because it's like, that's people aren't going to respect you the way you should be respected and treated when you're setting the example that you don't respect and treat yourself with that same level of quality. Yeah, I think, Makes sense. I think, I think what you just said, I'll touch on just for a second because I, I kind of equate that and I'm not trying to go, I'm no, not no. trying to go. I'm not trying to go all creepy, dude. But I equate that to like, I'm sure every. I know the guys here know what it is. Um, but the body, the body episode or the body edition of the ESPN magazine or the Sports Illustrated magazine. It's where all the athletes are completely naked, but they're covering themselves up. But the thing is, is like I kind of look at that. Me personally, on the gun industry, is I don't care what you physically look like if you want to be quote unquote a professional and do some shoots and do some real good stuff but on one day a week and the other six you're wearing your competition jersey and your competition pants and you're you're running correctly but all the professional stuff you're doing is you know off range but it's staged and it's like it's to for the good of the sport whether it's a guy or a girl like man I'm all about that yeah. but I, I'm with you we we have a policy on whiskey and windage where you know, we all have a round table and we say, all right, you know, we want to ask a guest to come on. And you were, you were in this conversation and the conversation was what can she bring to first off whiskey and windage? Cause you know, we want good, we want good content, which you're given, but more importantly is what is, she, what is that person doing to make the community better? Yeah. Right? If we don't have an answer for that or it's a, well, yeah. you know, they just, they, oh, that guy looks real cool running around, you know, all operator like with a shirt off. That's cool. But if you're not promoting something like for the good of the 2A community, like, yeah, we're done. Like, I mean, not, I, I still support you, but that's not what we want. We want people that are bringing positivity and, and things to the community. You know, 100%, 100%. that's the thing about freedom is like freedom's ugly. You don't have to like mm -hmm. what you do and still fight for your freedom. Right. You know saying like, I don't like a lot of things people do, but I'm out here hoping and doing everything that I can to at least give you sanctuary in America that if you want to go be a professional, you have the freedom to do so. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. life. You know, I don't have yeah. to like it. I don't support it. I'm not, I'm, that's not what I'm going to do. Does it make me look down upon people a little bit? I'd be, I'd be lying to you. If it did, if I said no, you know, uh, we're all human. We all judge a little bit. I mean, we do. Yeah, we Honestly, do. I mean, disappointing yeah. to me. And I, you know, I watched, I watched the episode that, you know, we talked on last time on IG live and you had that, uh, that gal come on, uh, after me and I was listening to her talk and she, you know, she was saying if it brings people into the two a, there's nothing wrong with it. Like if, if, you know, being overtly sexual or showing your body or being sexy 
brings people into the 2A because they're, first of all, they're looking for the clickbait and that's the first thing that they see, but it, you know, brings them into the community. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, I see her point. I don't agree. Um, I think it's setting the standard very low for what you should expect out of women in this industry. And it makes it very difficult for someone like me to actually be heard and to be respected for what I do because I get told all the time, well, if you ain't, if you're not going to do it, we can go, you know, find somebody else who's going to do that. Who's going to be okay with taking her clothes off. She's going to be okay with, you know, us sexualizing her and putting her in that position. It's like, that's a damn shame that you guys don't want to raise the bar, raise the standard because that's not, that's not female empowerment. And well, I I think what I I was going to say, I I think what I'm hearing and maybe I'm wrong, but I think what I'm hearing on that is it's, you're all about being known as one of the homies in the two A, but you don't want to be one of the bros in the two A, which I completely respect and understand. And it kind of feels like, well, if you're not the 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 bikini lady, then oh, you're the bro chick. And it's like that's not what you are. You're way more than that. But no. it's like it, it kind of feels like that was the path you were you were going down just in saying like, hey, if I'm not doing this, then y'all aren't going to respect me as a woman and you're just going to chalk me up to, oh, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a bro. I'm just, you know, I don't matter. It has nothing to do with the the femininity anymore. And I love being a feminine woman. I'm, I'm very, yeah, I, I'm with I you, love that stuff. The thing is, it's like, th- there's a, a very specific reason why I stick to the group of people that I stick to in this industry is because they make me better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I, like the people that I train with, when we're out there running guns, they're not, I don't have time to think about if I look cute for this shot, you know what I mean? Or if how this is going to translate to the gram, if I look pretty or if my hair and makeup and my nails are done. No, bitch, we're running this gun and we, yeah. we need to make this gun talk. And Hell if I'm yeah. on the line with six people and we're all running this line and I have to watch you and your cues to know when I can move forward or when to pull back or I'm literally putting my life in your hands and you're putting your life in my hands. I need you to know that you can trust me. I need yeah. you to know that you can count on me. And if you're going to ask me to perform a duty with this weapon, then I'm going to be able to perform that duty with that weapon. Yeah. And it's not going to be, yeah. you know, you taking it easy on me because I'm a woman. No. You know yeah. There's a time and place. Yeah. It's there's a time. If you're, if you're, if they're asking you, you know, you're at staccato ranch and they're saying, Hey Alicia, we want to we want to put you in the uh, we want to put you in the brochure. Well, of course, yeah. Now everybody's going to take the time to get the, just the right light and get just the right scene and just get the right angle to make that art. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's not that shot and it's, hey Alicia, yeah. we're all throwing five bucks in the pot and we're going to see who the best shot is and winner takes all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your hair looks like. It doesn't matter. What your clothes look like, it doesn't matter about it, what, you know, it doesn't, none of that matters because we all yeah. look stupid. We're all wearing these, we're all wearing these cheesy safety glasses if we're not wearing sunglasses. So, I mean, ears. there's, there's, there's nothing, you know, and we're wearing, we're wearing ear pro. Maybe you got in ears, maybe you're that cool. But if not, like, the, I mean, it's, there's nothing. I mean, we're not doing anything to stand out. We all look goofy, but it's it's for a better purpose. It's for a higher 
it's for a higher purpose. It's it's to be safe and it's to, you know, be prepared for what's next. And no, it's also I mean, you said it correct, yeah. People see images on the internet and they don't look at the context. They don't look deeply into it. People have the attention span of, you know, 20 seconds these days you know oh if you're, seven, if you're lucky it's seven seconds actually analytics yeah. will tell you it's um it's seven seconds and i'm the king of oh, reels sorry. on instagram and i'll tell you <laughs> but that you see what i'm saying yeah. so the moments that you're showing and these images that you're showing on the internet of how yeah. to properly handle a gun are very very important because those are the things that are being ingrained in people's minds so if your image is of you on the internet you know holding a rifle you don't have eye pro on, you don't have ear pro on. You know what I mean? You're dressed very scantily clad. I'm looking at you and I'm like, damn, have you ever, like, if you're really out there running rifles, like, let's let's be real here. You're really out there running rifles. The blowback from, for someone like me, look at, I don't have very much arm distance. I'm small. So those gases are coming into my face and I'm smelling that gas being blown back into my face little particles of lead are coming back into your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Your ears yeah. are boom, 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 yeah. ringing. Even with ear pro, it still doesn't help. I, I even oh, yeah. am, am to that point where I'm like, I'm doubling up on ear pro now because I'm shooting so many guns. I'm around so much gunfire. I, I was at a gun training maybe a month and a half ago, and I'm not one of those girls that does the fake stuff. You know, I don't do the fake eyelashes. I don't do the the fillers. I don't do the fake nails and the fake boobs and all the fake, you know, accessories of, you know, the store-bought bodies. I'm not that chick. I'm I'm very much a natural woman. But I still like to be pretty. I still like to paint my nails and do all that shit. I'm on range the other day for a rifle, a, a dual rifle and pistol course where we're going to be doing, like, complex stuff, level two stuff, you know. Level two, almost level three stuff, complex drills, transitioning from handgun to, to rifle, you know, shooting from different angles, left side, you know, offside shooting, all, you know, prone position, all these things, getting up, moving while shooting. First 20 minutes on range, I have an issue with my charging handle while I'm dialing my, I'm dialing my sight, my charging handle stuck. I got to really run it. And boom, my whole nail comes off of my finger, like my real nail. I'm bleeding, mm. you know, it's, there's blood everywhere. It hurts, but it's like, okay, I've paid for this training. I have all day today and all day tomorrow. Am I going to tell everybody, hey, stop, I broke a fucking nail? Right. Nah, you no. got to run that shit. You gotta, you know yeah, I mean? you're like, going to fucking go. You're yeah. training for them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the whole point is when you're under attack and you're under duress and something's really going on in this world, are you going to have time to say, Hey, hold up. Let me, these nails don't work for me. I have to fucking cut my nails off or I, I can't do this because I broke a nail. Owie. It hurts. Time out. Nobody gives, oh, yeah. nobody gives a shit. Oh yeah. You no, you get, no, you get one time out. No, you get one time out per fight. That's what I heard. <laughs> one time out. Like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like the dirt, yeah. dirt clod wars. A kid. My house. I broke no, a fucking I, I respect that. I do. I respect that a lot. And it's, it's good. And honestly, I feel bad now because everything you just said, I, I think I'm an Instagram hoe and now I feel bad about myself, but I, I, digress. I know I'm an Instagram hoe. Yeah. But, uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I love that. Yeah. It, yeah. If you're training though, <laughs> if you're training and you know, in the internet, we all know it's fake. If you're training, but you're still practicing good, 
good muzzle discipline, good finger, you know, good trigger discipline. You're still out there and it's, and it's for the, it's for the gram and that's, but you know, you're also posting videos. No, but you're also posting videos of, Hey, I'm being legit. You know, Adam, I see you out there wearing your, wearing your camera on the side, first person view, and you're running the IDPA events and you're doing your thing. Like we see that training, you know what yeah. you're doing. We see that all that. And so, yeah, on that one day, you're going to wear your hoochie daddy shorts and, you know, try to, make, try, to make, try to make somebody <laughs> laugh. Like, okay, you know, we need a little bit of that, but if that's all you're, if that's all you're given yeah. though, you know, then, yeah. then yeah, I mean, we're no different. I love, um, yeah. I love having, yeah. Fun. You know what I mean? Guns go fun. People forget like this shit has been great doing this shit. Like going out there all day long, like for IV88 range day, like there's no point to that except to get together, meet other people in the industry, meet brands that you can collaborate with and do fun shit we normally don't get to do. That's not so serious, right? And that's Well, that's what I told, you know, I want to get into this heavy stuff here. But that's what I told uh, the two A boys when I was talking to them. I love seeing yeah. it's it's so innocent with them, and those guys operate better than some fifty year old and sixty year old dudes I know. They kill they but, kill me, innocent. but it's, they're awesome. But it's but you have to have fun, and that, that they're the feel good story that everyone roots for. But I you know, with them when I met them, yeah. But but just like you, I mean, you know, you have to have some fun, and I know you do because guns even though they're just tools i mean we all know and i say it all the time guns are heavy shit i mean guns are tools of i don't want to say death because that's you know the the other people will just eat me up guns guns are tools of consequence and so they can leave you injured or worse so whether you're a gun maker whether you are an operator whether you're a gun salesman whether you are just you know, a family member of someone who is like, that's a lot. That's a really heavy burden to carry if you let it consume you. Mm -hmm. So we have to, as a community also find the lightheartedness and be able to laugh because if not, man, we're all going to be on meds and we're all never going to have any fun. Like I, I made a reel the other day, just being silly and goofy talking shit and, you know, being a goofball because guns are fun guns are Mm -hmm. fun like i get i get excited like a kid when it's like ooh, i get to go to the range today Mm, mm, the night before i'm making sure i have everything going you know i'm one of those people it's like i prepare in my mind guns were always defense for me it was it was always like self-defense you know we have guns because they feed our family my family was hunters my family was protectors i grew up around really really high quality protector provider men right so Mm -hmm. that's why the bar is so high for me in the first place when it comes to masculine energy and feminine energy is because i mean i've been spoiled my whole life my grandfather was the chief of our entire town you know my my favorite irish uncle he was the captain of the sheriff's department here in, in colorado forever you know what i mean like we go places and they're like oh captain kelly you know, people respect the shit out of my my Irish uncle. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like I've always had these really, really positive experiences with men. And the stereotype is what, and, and you know, the comment section goes wild on the internet. Like, oh, you, 
you Trump loving race traitor, you know, you're supposed to be Latina, you're supposed to be Mexicana and you're, you're toting guns and you're a friggin' race traitor because you're a Republican Trump supporter and this and this shit. And it's like, La verga. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the whole point is to break these stereotypes and these narratives. Like why does, or the other thing is, you know, they, I hear like, Oh, somebody must've hurt you. And you know, you must've been in a really bad situation or a victim of a crime. That's why you cling to firearms. And it's like, why does it have to be that? Why do women have to be victims in order for them to take their self-defense and the protection of themselves seriously? The whole point is to prevent bad things from happening and to be prepared just in case bad things from happening. Not like, okay, let me get raped and almost near death in order for me to value my life enough to take the steps to protect it. So going from being like a self-defense mindset and a hunter mindset and the protector mindset to like, you know what? I just bought my very first like fun gun the other day. It's like, I, yeah. I can actually have like a fun gun now. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I got the ARs. I got, I got the handguns, you know, I got all, all the shit. You know, we got the green tips and the mags all loaded and stuff, you know, all that shit. And it's like, okay, well, now what if I just want to go out and I just want to do some fun shit? You know, I want to work on iron sights and have a different platform and have something that's a little, you know, out of my wheelhouse, work on a different skill set. And it's like, yeah, I can do that now because I've built up those positive habits on, you know, the fundamentals, my grip, front sight focus, situational awareness, de-escalation you know, muzzle discipline, all of that stuff. And it's like, now I can enjoy this other aspect of this firearms community because I'm succinct in my skill set. And it's like, yeah, that's a good feeling. You know, like I just bought- I love that. A Henry uh, Henry lever action. And I'm just like, Ooh. Oh, nice. I got one hey. up here. It's all tactical now. So um, I want to make it kind yeah. of tactical too. But I was like- I Yeah, got holler at me. Holler ways. at me. So I do. So I do have a question. I'm gonna segue this into Matt. So you said something just a second ago about you know, oh, you must be, you must have gotten into guns because you had a bad experience or because you need protection or this, that, and the other. And I know that wasn't the case for you, but um, you know, I understand now in your state, they are, you know, they're trying to make this this whole three day wait period. Matt, I know you've got some questions to ask on that. So what I got to say, man. So everybody's dying to know. We want you to talk about your involvement in mm-hmm. the lawsuit. Who's who's involved, and and exactly what is it? What is it that you are trying to get? Okay. So I don't believe in the word try. So what is it that you're getting? Like that's a a failure word to me. I don't say that word. I like that. Hell yes. Hell yes. What I'm doing is I'm saying to the fucking government here in the state of Colorado that they could suck a big fat one. Um, That's how I feel about it. It really pisses me off. Um, So there's a three-day waiting period that they voted on. And when I say they, I'm talking about the tyrants here in Colorado, uh, namely Senator Sullivan, who is a proponent of victim energy at its finest. So Senator Sullivan here in the state of Colorado, we have a, we have an overabundance, what they call a supermajority of Democrats in Colorado. And that means that there is 
pretty much Democrat run everything here at like, it's completely ridiculous. So, and I, I don't want to victimize the term Democrat. They do that enough for themselves. Um, but there are Democrats that are pro-gun. There are Republicans that are anti-gun. So I want to Rhinos. Be yep. when we're That's talking true. about this, that I, I'm not one of those people that believes that, oh, just because somebody is a political party that they're going to be anti what I am. There's a lot of things mm -hmm, in all yeah. these political parties that represent me and don't represent me. So I think that this two-paradigm debate is just a way to distract the people to fight amongst themselves, to it's by not design. be completely engaged in what these politicians who are playing golf together are working on collectively to disarm and, you know, make fools out of, the, uh, out of us, the people. So right. Colorado is under attack for a lot of gun control. They passed, I believe, four gun control acts just this year. In the past couple years, it's been insidious. It's been an abundance of, uh, I think, over, I want to say over 10. Over 10 gun oh. control laws that have been passed in the past. Oh, years. shit. Oh, yeah, wow. it's bad. It's bad. Um, one of the main ones is they created a Office of Gun Violence Prevention in the state of Colorado that we, the people in the, in the state, have contributed $3 million to. And within Ooh. that Office of Gun Violence Prevention, there is no effort to educate people on firearm safety. There is no effort to educate people on the on de-escalation, on situational awareness, on conflict resolution, because that's a true issue that's facing yeah. communities right now is kids don't, first of all, kids don't listen, especially when they have a chip on their shoulder and they don't have the proper parenting and guidance to know how to function in modern society. They don't know how to fall and pick themselves up, how to get defeated and get up and live to fight another day. That concept is gone because we're not teaching kids this. We're walking around telling boys and girls that they're no longer boys and girls, that they're you know, androgynous and all this other shit and cut your boobs off and cut your pee pee off and all this stuff, right? So- I say nay, nay. <laughs> like it's, it's really, really bad. It's really bad here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. So one of the things that Senator Sullivan has done, he is, uh, his son died in the Aurora movie theater shooting. So he uses his platform that he is a victim of gun violence to reach out to all these other people in the state that have been victims of acts of violence and exploit them and their emotions and their feelings and say, hey, you know what? We know your children died in Columbine. Let me befriend you and let me use you to parade you in court to help push my agenda. And let's have you show up in court and cry and show how much pain that you've been through because you experienced some form of violence and I'm gonna use that to my benefit to pass all these gun, gun violence prevention laws that puts money in his back pocket. People don't wanna talk about how much money that they get from passing these unconstitutional tyrannical overreaches of laws, okay? So one of the things that they did was pass this three-day waiting period here in the state of Colorado that says upon uh, passing your background check that you have to wait 72 hours to take possession of said firearm that you purchased, regardless of the fact that you jump through all the other hoops to you know, be able to get that firearm in the first place. This is the first right. of its kind here in Colorado. I believe there's 10 states 
in uh, the United States right now that have waiting periods to purchase firearms. I think some places have uh, days, day waits as long as 10 days. Okay. California. And yeah, it's, it's bullshit. I believe also California. Yeah. Massachusetts also has, I think 10 days. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're, mm -hmm. you're probably right. So I go to, I go to testify against these, you know, uh, to these hearings where they're proposing these acts of, you know, tyranny. And I say why these things are bad and why we shouldn't do it. They're not listening right. to me. They're literally just going through the motions because they have to by law sit there and hear my testimony. But they already have their mind made up. They know that they're going to yeah. pass these laws. They know exactly that they're going to do this and they don't care about their people. And his, by his mm -mm. statement alone, Senator Sullivan said that the reason they're imposing this three-day waiting period is to prevent people from killing themselves. He thinks that if you wait three days, it is going to stop you from having suicidal thoughts of taking your own life. And his his um, his reasoning for that is if you want the gun badly enough for violence, three days will give you a, like a timeout for you to rethink why you want a gun. Well, to me, that's Jeez. bullshit. And so I am, like I said, I'm a person of action. Dude. I work i'm working with rocky mountain gun owners association and i really 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 implore you guys all of you here everybody who's listening everybody that you have reached to please go out and donate some damn money to rocky mountain gun owners association because they are the only company and they're the only company in colorado that is actively fighting against these gun control overreaches it's not gun yeah. owners of america it's not fpc it's not these other organizations. It is Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. And I so, have reached yeah. out to other companies and said, hey, you know, where are you? Where's the representation? We need your help here. Because we also have other issues with there's a, a law that's not being litigated right now that they passed against 3D printing guns here in Colorado. You can't do that yeah. here now either. And there's not enough money and there's not enough resources to fight these in court. So we need yeah. we need more presence in Colorado of pro-gun people to exercise that right. So what I did well, is I came home on October 1st because October 1st is the day that that law to wait three days went into effect. So that's why I had to leave Iraq veterans shoot early is because uh, I started shooting guns with my friends. But in order for me to have a foot to stand on in court, I had to have a reason to say exactly why this law is infringing on my lifestyle. So I drove my ass two hours home or two hours from the airport at one o'clock in the morning after hanging out with the friends after shooting guns all day and slept in my car for an hour at the airport, went in the airport, flew home, got off the plane, drove an hour to the gun shop that I chose. And I want to say the reason I chose the gun shop that I did is because the owner of that gun shop's a badass. He is one of the very few gun owners and gun shop owners that I see testifying actively and avidly in court against gun control. So I'm like, I'm going to go support your business. And I'm, if I'm going to buy a gun, I'm going to go buy it there because yeah. you're, you're a doer of doings, right? So I purchased my Henry Lever Action 357 38 Special Big Boy, a golden big boy. And I said, give me my gun. And he said, sorry, Miss Garcia. You pass the background check, but because of this tyrannical overreach that went in effect this morning, you cannot leave here with that firearm. And I said, so let me get this straight. 
you are withholding my property. You're literally withholding my property because mm. I passed the background check. I've paid you. It is mine now. And now because of this government overreach, you have to hold my property from me, which to me is a huge issue because what about those people that need a gun, that don't have guns that go out to buy a gun that day because something is pressing them to have a way to defend their lives. So we filed paperwork with Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. We also filed a request for a, um, I forget what it's called. It's like a restraining order against the enforcement of the law that was turned down in court. That was a little uh, disappointing to me. However, I've been instructed from, you know, my attorneys and stuff that it's really, really hard to get a restraining order. Kind of normal. Laws. Yeah. But we do have a hearing date set for a preliminary injunction. And that is this month. It's October 26th at the courthouse. I'm not sure if I'm going to have to testify that day, but we're, we're um, all systems go. Just be like, hell awesome. yeah. Awesome. So, so I want to, I want to, I want to basically bring up what you just said a second ago about something. Um, and I hope some of this stuff would be definitely beneficial to you in court. I don't know if it will be or not. You may already be aware of everything, but you know, when you talk about your Senator and you talk about how, you know, the fear mongering talking about, you know, v victims of the movie theater shootings or victims of Columbine and talking about, you know, how that fear mongering can cause cause people to not think straight, and of course, mm -hmm. just say, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go with what you said. Mm -hmm. What I'll challenge, what I'll challenge your state to do, and what I'll challenge every other state to do, and it's not that I'm I'm tooting my state's horn, um, because I wish I'd never have to talk about this, but What's we too idea? just last, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. So we, so we too just were victims of a school shooting last year and it was the covenant school and, you know, had a, had a shooter come in, you know, shoot three children, th shoot three teachers. And that was the extent. And the reason that was the extent was because when Columbine happened, the nation, the world, no one was prepared for what could happen. And there were things in place and there's no magic wand. Like you say, there's no magic wand where you can just wave it. And all of a sudden the law enforcement have all the answers, the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, whether it's on a local scale or a national scale, you know, the, the teachers don't have the magic answer. No one knows anything. And unfortunately the shitty society we live in now, our kids are subjected to, you know, go through shooter training drills mm -hmm. and learn what to do and all that. But like I'll say, tooting my city's horn, from the time the gunshot call was made until the time the shooter was neutralized in Nashville, it was 14 minutes, a total of 14 minutes. So we want to talk about why guns are, and it was done with the worst one. It was done with the scariest AR-15, um, you know, semi-automatic, how, how, how scary. Um, but... <laughs> You know, yeah, and unfortunately, the guy that was running it, because the video is still out, but he was running an LPVO, which I think is great. But if you're actually clearing and going room to room, I would have preferred a red dot, but that's yeah. just me. But he anywho, work on it, though. Dude, yeah. but anywho, you know, 14 minutes from the time the call was dispatched to the time the shooter was neutralized. I think that if, if these states in this country would utilize their budgets and actually pay the law enforcement officers to train and the states would actually pay the shooter or the, excuse me, the teachers 
and I know it's scary, but you know, there's metal detectors in school. Now there's safety officers in school. Now there's all these things, you know, I'm not saying that every teacher should be armed. I wish they were, but I'm not saying that I'm trying to conform. But what I am saying is those teachers that want to carry, you know, if they take a course to show that they are able to carry a handgun and maybe there should be some special course for the children. I don't know. That's not, that's above my pay grade. But what I mean is they should be allowed to. And so things like the movie theater, so things like Columbine, so things like Covenant School in Nashville, so things like that are minimized because I think our biggest problem now is everyone, the entire country is a soft target and everyone knows that, you know, or not everyone, criminals know that if you want to do harm, you're going to be able to get away with it until they finally show up. Oh, absolutely. So, so I'm with you waiting three days you know, uh, as a as a as a two A advocate, I understand their I understand their plight and I understand what they're trying to do. But I think what they're doing is all they're doing is taking taking the right away from law abiding citizens. If if the guy that's selling the gun illegally in the back alley to the criminal who's going to commit the crime, if they're going to make every if they're going to make their customers wait three days too, then, Hey, I'm all for it. Let's just wait three days across the board then, but that's not going to happen. So if, if, if someone threatens you, if you're in a bad relationship and someone threatens you, let's say the boyfriend threatens you or the, or whatever. Yeah. You make the call to the police. You say something, but there's not a lot of facts. And they say, look, you need to go stay at your parents' house tonight or at the hotel or whatever. And you need to go get some, some fresh air and yada, yada, and stay away. If you feel your life is threatened, you should be able to protect yourself. I'm not saying you should be able to go actively search that person out. That's that's for a jury and a court to decide, but you should be able to protect yourself and I agree to that especially as as a as a as a female like yourself. It's you know, there's only to my knowledge one female shooting and that was you know, just a re- a weird happenstance coincidence and kind of odd anyway but for the most part you know it's you guys you guys are afforded just the right of everyone else and you know you should be able to you should be able to defend yourself just like i should and i know this is across the board but that's just my soapbox um well i think it's i think it's bullshit is the state of colorado going to be held responsible for you know somebody who maybe maybe was harmed because they weren't able to purchase a fire great question and you know what? i can't wait to bring that one up like so are you going to consider yourself liable so for example and i i had a, a guy the state on is withholding the arm about this he was you know he was surprisingly like he was he was a minority and i'm like damn you should of all the people in the world like you should be the most pro-gun person on the face of the planet. Like, go find yourself in communist China. You don't exist because they murder you first there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, seriously, the more the more of the minority that you are, the more I advocate for you getting training and getting a firearm and arming yourself because there are people in this world that have bias and prejudice and who are bigots who are mm-hmm. seeking you out to actively do you harm. And It's everywhere. Absolutely. And so... I had a guy tell me how privileged I sound and how spoiled I am because, you know, I obviously have more than one gun. And so what's wrong with waiting three days to, um, 
be compliant and appease. And I said, okay, what about, what about that woman? What about my friend who she, she doesn't have anybody to inherit a gun from because now they're making that kind of shit illegal that you can't give somebody a gun to protect themselves because now that's illegal. Okay. So she goes to work in the morning and she has a customer or a client threaten her life and tell them that they are going to find her and they're going to murder her and harm her and beat her children and rape her children. She calls the cops. She gets the restraining order, and that's if she can file a restraining order because what if she doesn't know paper. who this person is? Do you see what I'm saying? What if she yeah. doesn't even know who yeah. this person is? You, well, you know if, how scary yeah. that is to have somebody watching you and you don't even know who they are? And that's one of the things that criminals are looking for is the element of surprise and the psychological warfare and the things that they're doing because in mm. their mind, you're, you're prey and they're a predator. So she goes through all yeah. the hoops. She does everything she's supposed to, but now she can't leave work and go buy a gun. That way she has something to go home with to protect her and her children. Now they're like, oh, hope you don't die in three days. I hope he doesn't murder you in three days. What about that person? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. with you on that. So I was going to ask you, regardless of how this plays out, do you see yourself becoming involved in more legal proceedings? But I already know that answer. You're feisty and I love it. Oh, yeah. If you if you're passionate about something, you're going to go with it. So I guess my So I guess my second part of that is, um, do you ever see yourself or would you ever be interested in taking that passion into some sort of politics, whether it be local or national? Do you ever, do you ever think about that? Like, and, and like even in the past 10 years, I've had a lot of people try to recruit me into politics. And what I have found is that they're all there. It's, you know, it's they're all crooked. They're all crooked. It's all, all it. bullshit. It's all lies. It's all a game. It's all about status and money and this and this and that and bullshit. And I want to make sure that I'm always going to be who I am. I, I, I have a real hard time compromising. I don't believe in that word. I think it's a stupid ass bullshit word. I am a win-win type of a person. And if I'm going to ever be put in a situation where I have to represent myself, I want people to know, like, you don't have to like me. You don't have to love me, but you're going to get the real deal. I'm not, yeah. not going to be fake. Yeah. I'm not going to be phony. <clears throat> you're going to meet me, and you can judge me from that, You know your experience with me. And I want to make sure that I'm making the world a better place and leaving the world a better place than I found it. That's who I am. That's how, how I've always felt. And I, yeah. looked, like, I grew up in Colorado, man. I grew up in small-town southern Colorado, you know, with my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles and my cousins, we're a huge family. I'm, I'm Chicana, man. My, I have 32 first cousins on my mom's side. Like, we're a lot. We're a big group of people. And, you know, I, I hear people telling me, like, oh, you need to abandon that, that liberal state. It's gone to shit. And then I think about my grandma, who's 80 years old, and, you know, my nieces and nephews and you know, my family who they don't have the, they don't have the luxuries and the communities and Latinos and the neighborhoods that I grew up in, they don't have the luxury to get up and leave. They have elderly family members that are sick yeah. or they have, you know, there's reasons that they can't get up and move. What about them? So yeah. I'm supposed to just pack up and move and bail. What, what happens when there's nowhere else to run? No. No, that, that, that comes down to the fact of I think it's becoming more prevalent now than ever. Doesn't matter where you go. Um, 
even in red states, you have blue centers and even in, yeah, well, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I think just like you said, all the politicians play golf together. Uh, it's just what it is. So what I think is more important, I'm going to ask, turn it over to Adam to ask these questions. I think what's more prevalent now is all of the people that claim they're two a, um, you know, I don't know how else to ask it other than where the fuck are y'all at? Ugh, like, give me that right there. Like, so Adam, you know, go ahead and go ahead and talk about how your the two A movement, the two A community. Yeah, and and that's my big question. Like, we're all about the two A movement, and at the end of the day, people want to be on Instagram the cloud. I don't care, male, female, I don't care what you are, but like, where are you at? Like, are you are you writing your senators? Are you writing your Congress people? Are you staying up in the laws? Are you just like? And then also on the flip side, are you? And I have friends. Are you giving into fear mongering? Because I think there's a balance. Just don't go give into fear mongering yeah. because the the ATF says they're going to do something, and then you go buy all this ammo because they're going to get rid of powder. Like I think there's let's get into the real things. Just stop worrying about the fear mongering. Yeah. Let's get into the real laws. And I think you're doing a great job of that. I really do. I commend you for it. I watched you uh, testify, and I don't know how you composed yourself because if I had to talk to those people. Hmm. I'm like, you're all a bunch of fucking morons. So kudos. Oh, they just saw my ass. Literally. I would have shown them my yeah. ass. So, kudos. Though, right? I mean. What? Do you show your ass? <laughs> it's very. um. In, Sign here, judge. <laughs> like when you're. I've testified uh, a good handful of times and. I had um, somebody in this industry who's in the state of Colorado, they shall remain nameless. They are somebody who reached out to me and was like, hey, you need to be involved more, you know, in the firearms community because you have a voice and you're passionate. You should put it towards good use. And I, I really believed in these people. I was like, you know, I, I, I want to be like you. You know, I, I idealize these people like, oh, yeah, you're. You put your money where your mouth is. You're in the fight. You're doing this because it's not just about how cool we are with guns. It's about what are you doing to protect your civil liberties? Like people forget that this is a civil right. Like this is a civil rights movement. This case is Garcia versus Jared Polis in the state of Colorado. When we Damn, that sounds good, doesn't it? That shit yeah. sounds good, doesn't it? And we it overturn this and we show that this shit is unconstitutional. This is going to open the door for all these other states that are suffering from these waiting periods and overturn all this tyrannical overreach. And it's like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of that shit. Like, my last name is Flippin' Garcia, man. That's my daddy's name. That's the name my daddy gave me when he put the Let's do it. Now, si se puede. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that shit. And it's like, and I want to be a part of the solution. And I, I, what I had found was I'm going down there and it's, it's not easy. People got to take, you got to take time out of your day job to show up at the, at the courthouse and testify, or you got to log on online and sit there and wait and be present to do that. You got to write, write something in order to, to be read and put on the books. It's, it takes time and it takes effort. And that's exactly why they do this sneaky side ass yeah. shit that they do is because they don't let you know. mail it in like you can for voting. They want people to make excuses and not be able to be in the fight. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like mm -hmm. you go yeah, down there and you see all these women in in red, moms demand action, and you know why? Because they're they're housewives at home that are being force fed propaganda 
and they're being yeah. fear-mongered into being like, oh my God, I have to do something. So what do these do? They have Bloomberg's money that organizes them to get down to that gun, got down to that you know courthouse and, and cry and, and yeah, be yeah. babies mm. and say, oh, I'm so afraid, protect me. When we go in mm. there and we're actually going with facts, we're calm, we're collected, we're well-spoken, we're well-dressed because let me put it to you this way. I've had a lot of people be like, oh, when you go down to the courthouse, wear this shirt or wear that shirt. Do you think mm. that I'm going down there to be in competition with Mom's Demand or address mm -hmm. Mom's Demand? Hell no. I'm going down it's there business. to address my business. senators and my representatives. This is business. And yeah, I'm this going is business. To be representative of who I am and have respect for this judicial system because I want this judicial system to represent me. So I'm going to go in that courthouse and I'm going to dress like the lady that I am and I'm going to speak like the lady that I am and I'm going to address them and look them in their eyes and say, this is who I am. I am a member of this community and you will be for sure reminded that you work for me. And yeah. if you don't so, like that, get another goddamn job. Hell yeah. So we've, we've talked about how to combat the people that don't see eye to eye to us. I want to ask you, how do we combat or how do you combat members of our own community, the 2A community? How do you address members of our own 2A community that blow you off or not really listen to you simply because of the fact that you are the woman that you are and you do have morals and you do have limits? Like, how do you, how, how do you address those and how do you... How, what advice would you give, you know, the girls that you look up to, the young, you know, the young girls in the competitions or the young girls trying to get into the sport of firearms? Because at the end of the day, it all is a sport. It's also a self-defense, but it is a sport mm -hmm. as well. Um, how, what What's your advice on combating the members of your own community? You know, that's funny that you asked that because I've actually had an issue lately with, you know, it's, it's, it's this cattiness, right? I do my research. I know, I know. Right. That pe women don't like me. There's other women in this industry that are like, Oh, I don't like her because they view me as competition. Right. Or I take the spotlight away from them. I don't know how that's possible, but there is enough room for us all to coexist because if we're fighting amongst ourselves, we're not helping our movement we're making our movement look petty and if you want to be catty and you want to be petty trust me i could limbo ho i could go real low but i don't want <laughs> i don't want to do alicia that. i love that i love that alicia we're <laughs> almost out of time for today we're almost out of time but i really what i want to say is i love everything you've said today and not just for like representing women yeah. latinas i think what you're doing is representing the people in the 2a community Thank you. And that's Hell what I yeah, really that's respect. That's the most important. Exactly. Thank so you. with that being said, um, is there anything that you want to talk about, plug that we didn't talk about before we wrap it up? Well, yeah, I want to ask, I wanted to say that anybody that you want to take time to plug yeah. or anybody that was instrumental in making you the person you are or anybody that people can find on the internet as far as, you know, your family, your people, like, um, you know, who you, who you mess with. Actually, happy birthday Shout to them out. He was the first person to take me to my first. Hell yeah! When I was a kid, and it, we protested. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 
my very first protest. So happy birthday, Grandpa. Kevin Dixie, man. Kevin Felice Cuplianos. Yeah. Kevin Dixie, no other choice. Um, if you guys aren't following Kevin Dixie, follow Kevin Dixie. Support what he's doing, man. Uh, Tony Simon, support him. Send them money. Like, there's a lot of people out there really working to make a difference and unite the communities. And, you know, just to touch on what you said about, you know, it, how do I, we combat our industry? I don't want to combat my industry. I want to build bridges. We don't have to like each other to work together yeah. and work towards a common good. Thanks. So you don't have I to like you. me to, to say, hey, you know what? I see you doing your work over there. I can at least have some respect for your hard work. Like, if you don't like me, Preach. hit me up. You don't. If you don't have my number, then you don't have a reason to not like me. Pick up the phone and call me, and let's work it out. Because I want to be strong in my convictions, and I want people to support me. And we're not going to do that if you're worried about petty ass shit. Grow up. Put an Preach. H on your chest. Hell yeah. that shit. Keep it moving. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. I really appreciate your time today. I, I love what you're saying. I think that we need more people like you, not just women, but people like you in our community. So thank you for, for joining us today. Thanks thank for you. having me, guys. I hope everybody here is inspired to get involved with litigation and in their communities and start getting you know more involved on a, on a state level because that's really where we can make change is if we start getting involved on the state level. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. And as always, we will catch you on the next one. Uh, for Adam, for Matt, and for Alicia Garcia, the Boomstick Babe, thanks. I'm Mike, and thanks you guys for tuning in. Later. Peace out.